0: Welcome to Tell the Damn Story with veteran award-winning authors Alex Simmons and Christopher Ryan. On Tell the Damn Story, we celebrate the trials and tribulations, the challenges and joys of creativity, and hopefully help you tell your own damn stories. Boom, 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 oh my God. Hey, hey, hey! Hey, hey, hey gentlemen. Hello, it's Alex Simmons. And Chris Ryan. Chris Ryan. Ryan. I'm at the end of 2021. Just 20, about 2021. We got 2020. the last two. We got. We, you know, 2020, I think, was the craziest year we ever lived through. Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. And 2021 no doubt. was really trying to beat it. <laughs> it really was. You know, it depends on who you who's living. You know, some people say it did beat it. It didn't. But um, man, I am hoping and praying. And and beseeching all the powers to yes. be. Yeah. Let twenty twenty two be just a bit more chill and yeah. just, you know, more hopeful and you know, oh. I mean we got some things we were more hopeful on twenty twenty one. Yeah. But um, you know what I want to do? I wanna see people. I yeah. wanna go well, out. You know? I wanna, you know, every time you go out, the specter of something else comes over. You know, I wanna Yeah, I but wanna the, I, I sort of look at the specter as, you know, Jim Corrigan <laughs> and the yes, guy in sir. the way.
1: You know, that's, that's the to me, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, it, it was a bonkers kind of year, 2021. But, but by the same token, it didn't feel like 2020 to me. It it definitely no, didn't. You're feel right. Like you're that. right. You it know? was
0: an improvement. Yeah. And I'm hoping we can yes. keep going in that direction. Please. 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 Yeah. yeah, please. yeah. Yes. I agree yeah. with you. Count I your agree blessings. with you. Yeah. Count your so, blessings. everybody, happy holidays to everybody. Ho, ho, ho. Merry ho, Christmas. Ho, ho. This yeah. is... This is tell a damn story. You know what we tellered. do here. Yeah. And, um, at this time of year, we're going to kind of look back a little bit. Yep. It's not yep. a best of, it's not a top 10. You've got plenty of other places for this. You know, Alex, I'm going to just compare notes on, um, year highlight or things that made an in- impact one way or the other things that, um, uh, made you sit up and take notice. This year. yeah, yeah. And, and there are things, one way or the other, that made us take notice. Yeah. And, and and and
1: definitely also through that creative lens that we we tend to look at the world. Um. So actually, Chris, why don't you go first?
0: All right. Well, can I, back. I we can go back am, and forth. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give you a little video. So if you're oh. watching on YouTube, you get this. If not, Alex will describe it. <laughs> um. Or well, if you. he doesn't know, if he doesn't get it, I'll tell him. But um, I'm actually wearing my first one, which is, Oh, isn't go. that cute? It's, it's a blue, it looks like a blue book with jewels. That's purple, baby. Nah, it's oh. the Hawkeye insignia with Christmas l- lighting on it for the Hawkeye series. Cause I want to talk about that. Ladies See, and gentlemen. Now,
1: in my lens, it looked blue, not purple. That's terrible. Oh, though. it's one
0: of those controversies. So we're going to, we're going to yes. go viral. We're is going it, viral. Yes, bro. Right. Is it blue um, or is it purple? Yes. It's I I gotta tell you, um, is it the blue dress, the gold dress? Um, so I grew up um, mostly in the 70s, uh, a fan of three characters and this year I got to watch all of them get expanded attention. Um, I was a Falcon fan, a uh, big big fan of Captain America and the Falcon Comet. Yeah,
1: not the football team
0: right no but <laughs> uh, um, yeah um, you know, I got allergy shots every every week growing up. And uh, not one of them was the secret uh, super soldier serum. So I had no no shot at being Captain America. But I thought, you know, Sam Wilson was a regular guy and a really cool guy. Um, I aspired to be a a cool regular guy that could hang out with Cap. That would be pretty good to be the Falcon. Um, And then I was always fascinated by the vision. And uh, my favorite Avenger was Hawkeye because, you know, all you needed was a bow and arrow and a lot of practice, and maybe you could be Hawkeye, you know, and I loved purple. So, you know, I thought, hey, there we go. Mm -hmm. Um, And this year we got to see uh, WandaVision. Uh, That was a fascinating extended look at uh, one of my favorites. And then uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where we got to see Sam ascend to the mantle of Captain America and do it really well. And I thought uh, both of those were outstanding and um, my there's a a, a warmer place in my heart for Hawkeye because he's been getting dissed ever ever since the first Avengers movie not by me not by me either okay you know there is is a a creature out there on the internet called a soulless troll (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love you yeah kill him he's useless he's the most the most boring Avenger. Hell with you. If, yeah, really. Remind me to tell my think, remind me to tell my Batman story in a moment. But go ahead. Well, in a minute. Okay. If that's what you're seeing, then you're not paying close enough attention. Mm-hmm. And this series has allowed us to see um, a great actor in in uh, Jeremy Renner take on. Stuff that you didn't normally see, and the same thing happened with WandaVision. Same thing happened with Captain America. Well, eventually, Captain America: The The Winter Yeah. Um, But um, and one of the favorite, my favorite things in a in a continuing series, whether it's novels or this and that, I always hated if you had a character and they like nearly died in one novel or in one issue, and the next issue. Everything's fine. And there's no, there's no after effects, mm-hmm. right? Here you have someone who is walking with carrying the after effects of all these adventures. I mean, all these adventures, excuse me, mm-hmm. you know, spoilers. If you haven't seen any trailers, he's got a hearing aid. Um, and um, he's also wrestling with PTSD, you know, and if you've been, if you've seen the films, you know, you know, he was Ronan for a while. He had to spend five Christmases without his family, you know, and he took all of that. Because they were
1: blinked out of existence. They were blinked out of existence. existence. exactly. They were dead for all intents and purposes.
0: Yeah. Now he's got everything back, but he's lost his best friend, you know, Black Widow. And uh, spoilers, if you haven't seen one of the biggest movies in the last couple of years, I don't know what I can tell you. Um, and they do everything in this series about that in a very subtle way, and um, there's fun. It's it's there's fun stuff. Haley uh, Stanfield is fantastic as Kate Bishop. Um, it's 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 just a really fun ride, and then you get to go back and watch the deeper stuff and pay a little closer. It's such a tightly written. Uh, series and and beautifully and smartly shot that there's visual cues and uh, script cues that you can enjoy you know not multiple viewing so that's one of my things that made an impact you know like you know one of my guys uh, finally getting some decent treatment you know I can't hear you bro Check one, My, one,
1: of the bow-wows was being vocal, so I... up I a oh, moment. I, I got you. I got you. Um, All right, what's
0: one of yours, man? Two, no, I was just going to say two okay. quick
1: Batman references regarding oh, yes. what you were saying. One is the fact that uh, one of the reasons I always liked the Batman was because he was, quote-unquote, a regular human being who developed mm-hmm. himself to the, 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 the excellent condition that he was in, the capabilities that he had. And yes, it kind of makes you feel, especially as a kid, like you could do that, that you could right. do that. Um the other thing they've done it with Batman they've done it with so many other uh not should say so many others they've done it well with a few others is back in the day comic books were just like TV shows whatever happened to you in episode 15 last week doesn't exist in episode 16 this week
0: yeah I you know that. so if
1: you're shot you hit over the head you had amnesia you lost everything none of that don't worry complete wipe it's all good again and a lot of what's happened over the past five years or so is, uh, consequences. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you're right in terms of, you know, what's happened. And that's the thing that makes, um, Hawkeye in this situation human. Yeah. Okay. Which makes our heroes human, mm-hmm. which I think is part of what some fans have trouble dealing with because they want them to be constantly and 100% super human you know the whole thing with Endgame that a lot i heard a lot of people complain about was why is why is thor fat why is captain america spending all this time just talking to these guys and you know like he's in therapy and everything because they are broken or damaged they went through hell and back three four five six seven times Mm -hmm. and yet and this is the thing that i i love when the bugle sounds when 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 the threat is coming and there's nobody else that can step up they stand up and they go let's go yeah. and that that to me is the beauty of it including what black widow did in 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 game you mm-hmm. know because we see how capable she she could have let him go do you know. bottom line she sacrificed she said for the greater yeah. good i will die and so that's what I, that's what i think some fans are losing total sight of? Yeah, it,
0: I, yeah, I wonder about their um, story literacy if they can't follow that. I mean, well, if you,
1: yeah, you know, again, it's yeah. it's like, what do you want your hero to be? Okay, that's what you want him or her to be. Fine, let's move on. Uh,
0: <laughs> okay, so. but there's a whole there's a whole way to watch Endgame where you see mm-hmm. Hawkeye who has. Ben Ronin, he's just back and he's willing to jump in to do anything. And for him, the stakes, as with everybody else, but the stakes get higher and higher, but he wasn't in Infinity Gauntlet. So, mm-hmm. he, you know, he Infinity War. So he's new and processing all these aliens for the first time and running through them with this. He yeah. knew this thing was something he had to protect. And there's, it stuns me that they he, can still he does, find disrespect he, he, for him. He does the job, and and again,
1: depending on how people want to look, and this speaks to character. This speaks right. absolutely to character. And I'm going to call on my favorite character uh, of of a particular film series, which is Sam from. Because I always bring him up. You take a character who is put into an element totally out of their their wheelhouse. Now, yeah, he's an Avenger. He's gone up against super bad guys. He's gone up against androids, mechanical yeah. threats. But an alien horde, an alien invasion? No. What do I got to do? And that's it. <clears throat> what do I got to do? Okay, what's at stake? That's it. Okay, let me let me do the job. And if I die trying, so be it. But I'm going to try. And that's, that's the call. That's the official call of a hero. And when you think about Sam who goes through all that stuff with Frodo and all these warriors around him. And he's not a warrior. He's <laughs> no. not. He's a gardener. <laughs> yeah. And at the, at the end of it, at the end of it in the third film, he holds his own.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and for not the glory or not the, the you know, the, the, the gain of some sort of treasure, but to, to save the life of somebody who means something to him. Mm. I, will, I will sacrifice myself, if necessary, to save my friend.
0: You know, so, you, that's you, a want to, you want to know what a person's like, you know, watch what they do when no one's looking. Mm. 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 Yeah. Anyway, alright, so what's your yeah. first one? What's your my, first? my first one is, uh, I survived
1: uh, seven days in the hospital at the beginning yes. of this year. Um, I came down with some sort of bizarre, uh, I don't know. I guess you can call it a skin disease of some sort on, on one, on my leg. Uh, it would not go away for, for, for rhyme, reason, or prayer. Um, doctors, all kinds of ointment, and everything. And it was getting worse and worse. And the next thing I know, I'm in the hospital um for seven days. And it was, you know, it's not like, oh, my God, I'm, you know, horror. But I don't like needles. Yeah. Never have. Never, never, never like them. Don't like to take a lot of drugs and medications. Never have, you know, but had to do all of that. And, you know, you're lying there and you're thinking, what does this mean? And, you know, COVID was 2020. Swirling, yeah. 2020, but... You know, it's still there as a matter of one of the reasons I was in this particular wing of the hospital is because there was a, another section that uh, had dealt with COVID and that was, you know, off to the side. And so this was a, a sort of a uh, an empty area. Wasn't a lot of other patients around. And it's just like, wow, you know, all this. Uh, so you feel you feel your mortality. You feel vulnerable. Yeah. And I remember thinking, uh, we,
0: we thought for a while you would turn it into man thing. We thought we had yeah, a yeah, no, origin or either that
1: or the thing, you know, whichever or way the thing, one yeah. or the other. Right. Yeah. One mm-hmm. of those. Yeah. But again, no super strength, no bulletproofness. No, Damn man, we keep getting chipped. Yeah, I know. We must be buying the inferior bro- product here. But the bottom <laughs> line was uh seven days later, I came through it. I'm out. I'm good. I'm healthy. Uh, the vaccine didn't take me down either. So, you know, I'm I'm good. And uh, I'm Truly, truly grateful that uh, that I'm still here, and so that Damn. that to me is a great one.
0: As am I, brother. As am yeah. I. Oh, you're Good glad job, that man. you're here too, right? Okay. No, I'm glad that you're here. Oh,
1: oh, oh thank you. I don't, I don't mind being here. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad, you're, glad you're, here. you're here. I'm really happy about it, personally. Okay, so what's your number two? Uh, um, wrong. Let me say that again. What is number two for you?
0: <laughs> that's that still could be going the wrong way. <laughs> but, uh, what's the next um, one? <laughs> I think this show was on Hulu. Uh, it's called Dope Sick. Um, it's great. All-star cast. It's got Michael Keaton, Mayor Winningham, Rosario Dawson, um, Peter Sarsgaard, a bunch of others. Um, and it's about um, Big Pharma and uh, OxyContin oh. and how <laughs> how they sold that, knowing what they knew about it and addicted Uh, a good swath of America um, (laughs) with the government's help, really, you know, uh, there was, there's, uh, hopefully this hooks you more than turns you away, but the company got the government to okay um, a unique warning label with unique wording on it. Unique. I love that. Unique. Unique that I'm trying not to spoil too much that allowed them to sell this the way they did and double down and all that sort of stuff. And these actors, they knew that, you know, what they were dealing with and, and what they could do with good performances in this show. And they really did a great job. Um, should this kind of uh, attention be given to so many other ills in society? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I saw this as a um, a good step towards um, discussing and having the conversations that we need to as as a nation and as a world to move forward. And mm. uh, people did not understand what they were taking and they still don't understand how, how evil it actually was. And this is a real study in, you know, red, white, and blue evil. You know, there's an American company selling out its own brothers and sisters, its own, you know, uh, uh fellow countrymen, um, and, and looking any way they could, to expand it to the world. They my, just my, didn't care. My
1: understanding of, of the mindset like that is, is never about red, white, blue. It's always about green.
0: Green, green, green. You know, yep. and
1: once it's about green, once it's all about green, anything goes for some folks. And that's, yeah. that's sad. That's sad. So yeah, we need to be far more conscious of that and yeah. aware of that and move forward with that.
0: It's 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 serious, but worth checking out. Okay, yes. what's your, what what's your next one? He no, says very avoiding the, the dose.
1: Yeah, very <laughs> selfish. Very selfish. Um, I was honored last year in being offered an opportunity. Well, actually, the offer came in two thousand nineteen, but the execution of it was twenty twenty. Uh, I got to write a short story to be included, which was included in the anthology Black Panther Tales of Wakanda. Oh, yeah, it's just- right up here. And fantastic for you on album. YouTube, there yeah. it is. <laughs> That's right. If you can't see it, it's behind him on the upper shelf. Um, I was Black going... Panther
0: looks like he's going to pounce on.
1: 18 other, uh, 17 other authors, uh, wonderful collection of short stories about Wakanda and the Black Panther and characters from that world. And uh, it was it was really, it was phenomenal. And the, the funny little, little cherry on top of that for me, aside from the fact I got to work with Jesse, Jesse Hollins, who we've interviewed and we've had him on the show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, was the other thing was that uh, a million years ago when I was like 21, you know, that was about a million. Um, I met a wonderful. No, actually, I was even younger than I was. I was 19 or 20. I met a wonderful poet by the name of Nikki Giovanni. Mm-hmm. And we hung out that particular day and talked and, and shared just some creative thoughts and things like that. And once or twice in the past umpteen years, we've crossed paths, but that's about it. Boom! Here she is again, and she's got a piece in the book as well. And oh. it was just great, you know, just great. Sort of like it's almost like coming full circle. So that was that was another, like I said, cherry on top for me.
0: That's very cool. Very very cool. Yeah. So uh, you uh, three. All yes. right. So uh, well, Trace, we got um, Trace authors, and then I'll add <laughs> a little cherry on top. Okay. Uh, I'm really excited that uh, uh, Cassine Games and mm. uh, Omar Holman, um, who we who had, on, had a couple on of episodes show. ago. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm glad to see their um, books come out this year. Uh, Cassine has had a few others um, and Omar had a book of poetry come out, but he did black nerd problems. Uh, great essays that mix humor and uh, heavy duty cultural discussion um, of the Black experience in America right now. Mm. And uh, Cassine wrote about um Shuffle On, uh Shuffle It On, um which is a play Shuffle in Shuffle 19- Along, isn't it? Shuffle Along, excuse my face. Yes, yes. Um uh, which was a play in nineteen twenty one, uh, all black cast, all black creators, UB Blake and all these names. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. And a big success it was a success. Big. Yeah. And then Gone. Wiped Man, out of the American yeah. memory. Never happened. And, right. um, yeah. They tried to, uh, they restaged it recently. And then um, I think COVID hit. I think that's might've been what happened, but it was up for all sorts of Tonys the year Hamilton won. And, mm. you know, Hamilton, you know, he just played the whole table. <laughs> you know rolled ran the table and yeah. that was the way that went um so those two books uh those two others and also um I took a rather deep dive on another guest from this year uh Teal James Glenn mm. I think I might have read seven or eight of his works um and he is a, a pulp writer um A uh, paperback, you know, he's the living Beatles song, you know, paperback writer. Um, (laughs) But uh, every genre, you know, whether it's crime or pulp or sci-fi or fantasy or horror, um, he's got a great voice and very readable. And he's had about, at this point, somewhere between seven and ten things published, whether it's anthologies or novels, in 2021. Yeah, right. So there was a lot of stuff that talk about a uh, textbook case of sticking to your guns mm. and, and having faith and things have come out or, or contracts have been signed uh, and stuff that he was working on for 10, 15 years to get back in the public or to get into the public. And so um,
1: tenacity is a, a what, yeah.
0: so those are my, the, I kind of mixed them all together as far as writing. Um, I got something coming out in February, um it was going to be my first horror story to be published so uh we'll talk about that in February <laughs> okay. Okay. so you know it's just cool uh so that's number 3 for me um or number 2 for me i don't know what No that's one. 3 it was, it was 3 3, three. Indur- yes it was 3 Indur- yeah, that's my uh, third one what's uno, your both, third? Three. um
1: so cuatro or to for me Oh see yes would be um this this offer came to me in 2020 and i started working on it then and I continued to uh work on them through twenty twenty one is I was uh asked to and have been given the opportunity to write uh the afterwards for um I think we're up to volume six of Asterix the Gaul, The Adventures of um the characters that were created by uh Udazo and Goskini um back in the nineteen sixties and uh I discovered these, the, actually I discovered the Asterix animated film when I was like, I don't know, in high school. Uh, and then I discovered the books later, the graphic novels, which were, you know, they were published like individual stories. But I discovered those a few years ago. And so they, these were, you know, um, these are fun, satirical cartoon or or humorous style uh stories about the Gauls and the Romans who were you know Romans were going on conquering everybody at that time period. Um, and how they couldn't conquer this one little Gaul village because of this elixir that they drank that gave them all super strength. Uh you know tales of Captain America, right? Right. And and the thing was that they they lampooned through these stories, they lampooned uh power structure, status, uh government war uh to a certain degree racism and i will say to a certain degree because the challenge is that everyone was caricatured in their stories and including the african characters who, who appeared mainly as slaves because that was in that time period the way they were tend to you know they were shown most of the time if you were in egypt or in europe yeah, yeah. um and unfortunately, the the illustration style that they chose at that time, the particular characterization that was most recognizable or utilized most recognizable were the, the ones that we consider offensively stereotypical. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been it was a challenge for me to write the afterwards, but through the publishing house, which is paper cuts, and through the representatives uh because uh, uh Asterix is a French property. Through the representatives of the family in France, we were able to dialogue and find uh, a middle ground through which um, I could comment on some of these representations, uh, but in a way of keeping things in perspective. And also through interviews, not unfortunately directly because both of these artists are dead, but through copies of interviews and things that they had done over time. I was also able to point out that they didn't perceive themselves and weren't trying to present themselves as racist. But Mm -hmm. we're looking at the world as a big joke and poking fun at the stupidity and the nonsense that we that we humans, you know, played out constantly. And so, you know, the challenge in something as simple as an afterwards, but still trying to be true to the material and honor material that I actually enjoy with that one caveat. So that was the oh. challenge. So I got to do that. And it's been, um, it's been a lesson for me, an experience for me. And uh, I'm very glad that I had a, an opportunity to do that.
0: Well, it's, it, I can see it as being a particular challenge in, in the environment that we are living in today. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're still in cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Mark Bernard's suggestion this year that it would be better if we had consequence culture. Rather than oh we don't like what you're going to say so we never want to hear you saying anything again. To you can say whatever you want, but you're going to be held accountable for it. Mm. You know what did you mean? What do you think? Is it what kind of person are you? And do we want to do business with you and that kind of stuff? Uh, Which I think is um, a little more insightful. And here you are with the afterword trying to give context to something that might be easily misread. But again, there's. There's value in historic pieces. Yeah, you know, there's value. All right, what what was this statement at the time? I mean, one of the things I love about Gaines's piece is that he looked straight on. This is what this was, and here was how it was handled by everybody, mm-hmm. and why some people hang, hung on, and what what uh, difficulties they ran into. You know, and likewise, uh, Omar Holman comes from a very 2020 2021 perspective of I'm going to just tell it like it it is. It's coming right out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It reminds me of, you know, in, in the sixties where, uh, and I was a little kid in the sixties, the sixties, seventies, where you would have outspoken people allowed to speak out. There's not enough of that these days. And I I love that Omar and, and Cassine and, And, you know, even geezers like you and me are still saying stuff. I would
1: agree with you. I would agree with you. And I would would also say that I think consequences is a much better direction in which to go. Because there's a lesson to be learned from everything, good or bad. And most assuredly, if you're going to do something stupid, there should be consequences. If you're going to do something unbelievably offensive, there should be consequences. If you're doing something and you can rely on deniability. Right. I I e I didn't say it, I didn't do it, or no, we'll never hear that again, we're never gonna deal right. with that again. But like
0: you would talk like you were talking with Asterix, you know, uh, this is a presentation of their artistic reaction and, and lampooning the racism of the day. Mm. Not to be confused, you know, they shouldn't be confused as racists themselves if you're pointing out, you know, Groucho Marx. Um, um, what was it? Charlie Chaplin? They would point to the evils of their day mm. uh, in outrageously funny ways. Richard Pryor, as well, in, in yeah. you know the sixties and seventies. Um, but you couldn't. I mean, in good conscience, you can't say, "Well, they are racist because they were." You you know allowing that on their screen or naming that Richard Pryor naming his album that, you know, mm -mm, he was exact, you know, he was shooting point blank at the racism of the time. Well,
1: you can also say that, I mean, again, and and we have to keep going, but Richard Pryor using him as an example, Richard Pryor definitely was one of those tell it like it is not only in racism, but when he did what he did with the cocaine and freebasing, and he got burned when he came back from that, he called himself a blankety blankety stupid blankety blank right. for what he did, you know. And he told the story flat out, including the pain, the physical pain of his recovery. Oh, yeah. So you know, there's a certain amount of honesty that can be told through stories. And even if they, the people are thinking or saying something that's not quite yeah. you don't agree with, at least you've heard it. At least it's out yeah. there on the table and can be looked at. It would, but
0: it would be go. heartbreaking to yeah. see if he was doing that in 2021. And to see him canceled for that, because all the comedy that came out and all the off ramps that he built for other people going through that pain.
1: Mm, you yeah, know? but there'd be but, no David you know. Chappelle without Richard Pryor. Okay, so number five.
0: <laughs> um, is it number five or number four?
1: Did you do a number four? Because I just did no, number four.
0: I didn't do number four yet. I have four and five. So oh, okay. um, Well, I retired this year. Ooh. You know, so I changed my whole life. And, um, and so it was, uh, it was interesting because some people were, you know, are you so, so glad you got out of that job? I didn't hate my job. You know, I, I loved my experience of teaching. I love the students that I, and I, I still love the students that I taught. Um, but there was, you know, 30 years is a good shot, you know, um, and it, it felt very much like my time. You know, I, it's. I think in in professions like that, you get a time of a, a time of shining or a time of um, being blessed to be in, in in that environment, and then it's it's kind of yeah. you know. And and yeah, I felt okay. I've I've really been lucky, and it's I can I have felt it being over. So I, I have no negative feelings about that experience. I love that experience. However, since July 1st, you know, and especially since September and school year starting, uh, relearning or learning how to live in a different way has been amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am still in contact with some of my teacher friends. And when they are doing conferences or doing PDs and I'm writing a short story, it feels really good. You know, (laughs) it feels really good. And I'm not saying na-na-na-na-na on them. It's, um, I wasn't sure that I would be able to make that transition. I wasn't sure that um, I could make that, or that it would work. I didn't know that it would work financially. I didn't know that it would work medically, that, you know, all those things that you get promised your whole career would be there. Um, And then I didn't know what I would do with my time. And I'm still... You know, COVID is still really kind of hamstringing all of us, you know, to us one degree or another. And it's a blessing to have something to to be completely absorbed in that is f- making you feel like you are still contributing, you know. And, and, right. and that's the right. And uh, this, I have a short story in. Now There Was a Story, which is a collection based on Johnny Cash. That's uh, the, Johnny title. Kish, That's so the so. title. That's now the title. Now There Was a Story. Now okay. There Was a Story. It's based on an, a Johnny Cash album called Now There Was a Song. So you picked a song off the album and wrote, and I'm very proud of the the um, the story I wrote in there, Uh female protagonist and, um, uh, you know, retirement allowed me to do that and retirement, Good. you know, so yes, that's number four for me. Uh, and we're up to number five. So, yes. uh what's number your five, five, yo. I'll do quick. I'll do quick. Um,
1: a, uh, it's an AB thing. Um, I, you mentioned earlier about wanting to get out and see more people and everything. I got to get out and see more people during August. I got to go to grand Rapids, Michigan and attend as a guest, the grand Rapids uh, comic con. And, um, I, you know, I hadn't been in a con in, in, in over a year. Uh, yeah. and, also, it was a little trepidation about being in a big gathering, you know, with, yeah. with COVID on my mind. Um, but the other great trepidation was that I was asked to do a panel. And I'm thinking panel, me and X number of other people discussing whatever. And I get to the stage and it's just me. Uh, they, what they actually meant was I am the panel. Yeah, they <laughs> just meant, oh, no, we're, we want we want you to talk or we want you, you know, we want to interview you. So I'm thinking, holy smokes, you know, what, Grand Rapids, Michigan, what's the call? What, you know, what, I mean, is there going to be two people in the audience, whatever? And I get there and there's a nice, healthy audience, a very mixed bag of folks. And I just had such a great time, not only with the reception of the, the organizers of the, uh, of the event and, and the crowds that came by and running into some artists that I hadn't seen in a while, but doing that panel with that audience of different age groups and different backgrounds there and the Q&A session was the most fun for me. That's um cool. even from the kids, and I don't mean kids aren't smart, but even from some of the younger kids, I got some great, you know, probing questions and I was able to respond to that and it was just it just felt good to be among them and to see unlike some of my my peers that young people are not brain dead. Uh, I never thought they were, and this was another affirming moment, that they're questioning, just like, just like they've done for, for, for centuries. They're questioning who they are, where, where are we going, how do I fit in, all of these things, and for the creative ones, how do I make this, can I ever do this, you know, how did you do such and such, uh, you know, this, this is, this was wonderful. So that was a great thing. And speaking of creativity and past and present, um, the first blackjack story was uh, illustrated by a wonderful Brazilian artist named Joe Bennett. Yeah. Uh, that's his, that's his American name, right? Uh, I, I don't think I can pronounce his, his, Portuguese name. And we've touched base once, you know, maybe three, four, five times in the past 20, 30 years. Um, but he gets online with me the other day and he says, you know, I've been thinking about blackjack, you know, I I love the character everything. And I said, yeah, I know. And I'd love to do another story. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, uh, it'd be possible. I'd love to. I'm thinking that we, we got to talking. And the next thing I know, I'm, I'm abbreviating this. The next thing I know is we've agreed. So, so, uh, so more blackjacks
0: coming uh, in 2022. More blackjacks
1: with Joe Bennett. And, um, you know, for those of you who, who are watching this on YouTube, uh, Joe immediately immediately whipped Bam. out whipped out uh, three cover designs and sent the sketches to me. You know, so here's one. Uh, I'm not going to even try and describe it. You know, I'll pin these up in, in in Instagram or something it's like that.
0: Joe Bennett. Yeah. Joe <laughs> Bennett. So
1: this is just the rough, you know, pencil designs for three three you know three designs for a blackjack cover. And so we're going to, he's going to be uh, finishing the one that I chose and I'm not going to tell you which one it is, yeah, you right. know, but he's going to be finishing the one that I chose uh, soon. And then we're going to pop that up and make uh, an official announcement and then start talking and prepping and getting this together. And we're also going to be doing uh, a Kickstarter uh, uh, fundraiser for the issue uh, cool. uh, and it's going to be and, and thanks to a, a dear friend and, uh, artistic, uh, comrade, uh, it's going to be a trade paperback. I had a discussion hey. with this wise gentleman and he, he's, he's confirmed that that would be the best way to go. So yeah, it'll people want to see
0: all that. They, they want to feast on some new blackjack all in yep. one take, baby. Yep. yep I think that's yep. a good idea. Yep. So there you go. So that's, whoever that's, that was. That, that's a yeah. Really, whoever that brilliant person.
1: Brilliant, grizzled probably, old son probably, of a gun was. Uh, yeah, probably a handsome mother dude, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Don't, don't push it. Don't push it. <laughs> oh man! But, uh, so that's 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 my 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 uh, cinco. That's my, that's my, cinco. Cool. my uh, you know One of those three cuatro cinco. Right. Yeah, you know, for the first. So
0: for the. Um, I'm going to end with uh, the blessings of illness. Oh geez, I, um, I started with it, and you're ending yeah, with I'm it. Yeah, i are going to take a full circle um, this fall. Um, my stomach exploded, and it felt like if those of you who have a private home, and you, you know, you clean the furnace out, and then you turn it on, and you wait for it to come on, and it goes right, and the fire comes across. Yeah, that's what it felt like in my stomach, and. Um, It was an extended time trying to track down doctors and all that sort of stuff. Long story short, um, it was um, diagnosed as um, a stress ulcer Mm. that I had been working on for four years, like a surprise present. You know, threw myself a little surprise horror party. A little going away
1: present. (laughs) Flop! You know?
0: Um, So I've been recovering from that. And uh, last time they checked, it was like 97%. Uh, recovered, but because everything stopped and all, you know, my world shrunk down to the pain in the stomach, I've been al- allowed to rediscover everything, you know, and uh, I was, you know, I was never hospitalized. Um, I was in the emergency room for like six hours. So let's not be over dramatic, right? But. Um, Your stomach explodes. Let's not be over dramatic. Yeah. Well, well, that's what it felt like. But it was, you yeah. know, it's a short-term explosion, yeah. um, but because I mean, I, all food and drink was became like water and tea. Oh, you know, for, for since then, since then, I'm still, i think I had a glass of wine this weekend at my niece's wedding, um, first time, just to check see how it was, and it, uh, you know, and then I drowned it in water. Um, no spicy food, no this, no that. Um, and covered everything from being able to concentrate and read a story, uh, go for a walk, um, the wife, enjoy a meal. all of that. So, you know, I get to start 2022 with a fresh appreciation for everything. And that might be something that a lot of people can do, you know, as we finish off the year, you know, look around and, you know, even look in the fridge and say, you know what? Well, we have this stuff. And it's, you yeah, cool well, maybe I we should throw this, this out. <laughs> well, we have this, except for that thing that turned all sorts of colors. Yeah. Um, but that whole idea of spending some time to renew and uh, your appreciation for where you are and what you have and all that stuff, it was forced upon me. And I am very grateful for that. So there you go. And, um, yeah. you know, it makes me appreciate even tell the damn story. Even that, even that. Well, I
1: would, I would say that everything that we've talked about, uh, can be, you know, if we didn't, uh, automatically connect it to creativity and, and writing and, Mm -hmm. and all of that, uh, affects that for us. Oh yeah. Uh, most assuredly while I was in the hospital and there were, there were times, you know, during that, those first few days where, yeah, no, I, I wasn't doing any writing. I wasn't doing And I was, you know, sort of lying there and I was, uh, just contemplating how I felt and what would I do if and so right. forth and so on. And, you know, some distraction time when you read something or you watch something, you know, there's that. But a lot of it was, was also equating where I was and appreciating what I'd had and what I have and hoping to get through. And yeah, I got through it and I'm glad. Don't get me wrong. Looking at those things now, I have more material to call from or to call on Mm -hmm. when I'm writing, as I'm creating characters, as I'm telling stories and even working with my students, um, I'm able to share um, not only some of my experiences and then, you know, obviously creative techniques for relaying those things. But it also, you know, when you, when you, when you can appreciate, my God, I am still here. I can appreciate this. I can (laughs) appreciate that. When you can do that, it, it just opens up the world to you. And, oh, yeah. and, and when you're listening to other people trying to wrestle with their own creative problems, you can tune into them better. And, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that I think has also come out of that. So I'm looking forward to 2022, yeah. uh, as being a, a more creative experience for me, uh, getting myself better organized, uh, yeah. accomplishing a few more things that I want to do. I don't have, I'm not dealing with my bucket list. I'm dealing with my next day list. You know, yeah. uh, I
0: wound up with, you know, a lineup of stuff to send out in 2022. So, I'm, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it.
1: So you're going to do a, 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 a TLJ uh, Glenn? Yeah, I thing. Would, right. You know what? I <laughs> would love
0: to do a Teal James Glenn and have a bunch of stuff come out. That would be beautiful. Yeah. But but there's only one TL James Glenn.
1: That's that's so, right. You know, TJG. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he yeah. just just for you folks, TJ uh, wrote like crazy during 2020 uh, but didn't necessarily sell a lot during 2020. Right. he made that remark on one of the interviews. And then just a few weeks later in, in the, you know 2021, a few weeks later.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it, you know, yeah. In, 20, yeah, in 2021, it was, I think it's up to somewhere between seven and 10 uh, books, whether they're anthologies yeah. or novels. Or, so it's like this Teal James clan explosion. So yeah. it can happen. It can happen for you. Keep writing. Keep working. Make it the best you can. Move to the next story. Keep sending it out. 2022. 2022.
1: The time to tell your own damn damn story. story.
0: Right. Happy holiday, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy New Year's. We will see you in the 22. The double deuce. Bye.